podcast, Happy and Simple. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And you can find our podcast Instagram at Happy and Single. And today I have the privilege to be joined by Brooke Hammond. And so I'm going to let Brooke take a moment and introduce herself, and then we'll go from there. Hi, I'm Brooke Hammond. And um, a little bit about me is that I'm from Arizona. And um, let me think. I'm the second oldest out of five kids, and I'm really close with my siblings and with my family. Um, and I moved up to Utah about four years ago and graduated from Utah State. And currently, right now, I'm the chief of staff for Workman Success. It's a real estate um, coaching company, and I also do interior design on the side. And so, anyway, I've been doing that. For interior design for about six years, um, chief staff for about four. So, and that sounds sounds like you keep pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I am pretty busy. You know, it's funny, Brooke, and I going back to like the conversation we had before, like we hit record. That you said something really interesting that just kind of coming back to me. How you don't really do Instagram to be an influencer. And, and it made me think about like how so many people are out there, they're trying to be influencers. They're trying like super, super hard. And it's like the harder you try, it's kind of like the analogy of the bar of soap, like the more that you don't. <laughs> and then when you just go out and live your life, it's amazing. It's like, there's a, there's a quote that kind of comes to my mind that kind of relates to this. It says, you know, I, I can't remember who said this. So if you can remember, then cool. But it said, preach the gospel all the time. And when necessary, use words. I think the greatest thing we can ever do as influencers or, you know, just as people in general is just be up to good things. Like be anxiously engaged in life and not really worry who's liking, who's following, who's commenting, because it just becomes a totally different game. Like so many people think that will make them happy, but it doesn't. I mean, that's why some influencers are out there is because they're trying to get this sense of self-worth. Like just being honest, like I I don't see that in you, but like they keep putting every little bit and detail of their life because they want somebody to value them because they just haven't felt valued for much of their life. I mean, what do you think? Um... I don't know. I like we kind of mentioned earlier, like I even though I have like a few followers and stuff like that, I want to consider myself an influencer. Um, Like I mentioned before, I'm every time that I create content, it's literally just for me. Like it's kind of just like a journal. And so everybody that watches, I actually know how I am on Instagram. And sometimes I just like scroll through. So I honestly just expect everybody that is the exact same. If people actually watch my stuff all the way through, I, I feel like I'm surprised, but I don't know. It's, it's, I am always, I think surprised when people are like, Oh my gosh, that was so funny when you said this, or, Oh my gosh, like I never thought of that, or this was so funny or whatever it was. And I think that's always a surprise to me because I'm not kidding. I I see Instagram or social media as like a personal scrapbook, like for me, and it helps me express my creativity. And I don't know. So it's, it's, I don't know, maybe it's more of a, it's just for me kind of thing. Um, and 
yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think that's actually really interesting because I, I know there's so many people out there that really do like they make their life about growing their following. And like, to be, to be honest, I actually hate being on social media. Like I got a social media manager. So, cause like the daily postings you're supposed to have, but I, I really am not, you know, that into it. I just put it out there because I feel like I need to, and, you know, it's like, because we, we want to put out our message. It's like there's an example. There's the scripture that basically says, be a light on the hill. And I, I think that's actually an invitation for each of us to be an influencer. But I think there's something about you. Like there's something about you and your videos that you're super grounded. Like you're super grounded. It's not like, hey, guys, look at me. I'm awesome. I know that's not how we talk, but like. Like, I think it's, there's such a power in that. And I think that's what people are really looking for. People are looking for that substance, like that sense of substance that's just there because that's just the type of person that it seems you are, you know, and this is the first real conversation that you and I have ever had. We've been Facebook friends for a while, but you know how that goes. And so like, I think there's just something about that. Like people are looking for substance. And people don't have the guts these days to be real. But when they do, people are like, oh, my goodness. Wow. I would love to talk with that person. It's like they're so busy inflating this this giant balloon that everybody knows is fake. (laughs) This really, really big, awesome life that everybody knows is not real. Instead of just showing up and being themselves as they are. Like, we're all such good detectors of people just pretending in order to do something. But I think happiness is really, it comes down to being grounded. Like it really does. It comes to be grounded and anxiously engaged. There is no amount of happiness that will ever be found from getting so many comments or so many likes or so many whatever. And so I just find it super interesting, but I I didn't really picture even this part of this conversation going this way, but there really is something there. So many people think that when they make it, that their life is going to be amazing. Have you seen the movie Soul? Oh, yeah, that cartoon, that animated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been kind of on this soul kick lately as far as like just the different inspirations I've been getting. There's that moment after he plays the big show where he goes up to him, he's like, oh my goodness. So what, what do we do now? And she gets like this super normal look at her face. And she's like, well, we show up tomorrow. We do the exact same thing. Oh, and he's almost super disappointed. He's like, he is super disappointed. And she notices and she's like, and then she tells the story about the fish. And she's like, oh, there's a young fish that goes talk to an older fish. And he's like, I want to go to the ocean. And the fish is like, this is the ocean. He's like, no, this is water. (laughs) That's funny. Like, what has helped you become so grounded in who you are as a person and to be happy? Um, I know that for me, um, when I balance like three certain things, I feel like that's when I'm the most confident. And I feel like when I feel confident, I can literally do anything. Um, and so it's done, it's been like 
I think the first thing has been having to be honest with myself and being vulnerable. That wasn't something that I was ever really good at. Um, I remember, I don't know, like I just grew up with like a really, really like hard life. And I remember in order for me to like, kind of get through, I had to like, like tell myself that I'm smart and I'm capable and I can do hard things. And, um, I remember in order to like continue to keep telling myself, I had to kind of like push out all of these, like all the reality of like how hard life was. And it was great because it got me through, it got me to where I am today. But a couple years ago, the timing is so perfect and God is so perfect about timing. But a couple years ago, um, I remember I was like sitting in a meeting with my bishop and I was telling him how I had been in relationships where I felt like we didn't ever really connect. And I was really confused, like as to why. And I remember him telling me like, well, Brooke, like, um, like, are, are you telling these guys about your life? Are you telling guys about like who you really are? And I know that for me, like when I thought back about it, there was a lot of guys that I had dated for, I don't know, sometimes like a year and a half or something. And they didn't actually know like the things that I, that happened to me as I grew up. And I remember in, in, and just like, no, like anything really about me, all they knew about was how hard I'm working and like how things were great. I remember anything that we talked about, I was super optimistic and I was super, um, like, I don't know. I just talked about all the good things, but I remember when I was sitting in that meeting with my Bishop, he had told me that I need to be more honest and vulnerable. And, um, so what I did was I remember I had gone on a date with this guy and he had told, he'd asked me like, so tell me a little about yourself. Like, tell me about, um, like, I don't know, tell me about your family tell me about X, Y, and Z. And I remember like sitting in this moment, I'm not somebody that's ever, ever, ever just been like, oh my gosh, I'm going to tell a complete stranger all about me. Like I've always been very private. Like I'm a very, very private person when it comes to like anything about me. And so, um, anyway, I remember telling him like, um, just a little bit about like how, you know what, like growing up was hard, but like, I, I love my family for, and I've, I've had like a great life and I've, I've loved and I've appreciated like all the hard and like the great things that have happened in my life. And anyway, that was the first time I'd ever been honest with like anybody, anybody about like what my life was like. And, um, which was just a little, it wasn't even a lot. And he was like, Oh my gosh, like, wow, well, that's awesome. And we kind of kept talking, but like that little thing was like so important to me. And then throughout like relationships with my friends, like even my best friend, like didn't even know anything about me. And it's so funny because like, I remember like, I felt like to have like the survival mode, I always had to set up these walls and I always had to be like, 
super optimistic. You wouldn't like, it's so funny. Like nobody like would have guessed, but like, I remember like I got voted the most outgoing girl in school, but like nobody had no idea that like every morning I'd be like crying for like, like for 30 minutes on my way to school about like something that happened. And I'd hurry up to like the bathroom to clean my face and stuff like that. But like, I had to like keep these walls up to like survive. But in the moment, like where, um, I like decided to start being honest with like people about like life and stuff like that. That is like when I felt like I like, it's so funny. I try to like set up like what I thought being confident was and what it actually was, was being open and honest, even when it's hard. And even when you're trying to be strong, that being strong can be like being vulnerable and being honest. And so as I started to, and, and, and from there, that's where I started to like learn more about myself. And, and I learned a lot about, um, like I, I was not only honest with others, but I was starting to become like honest with myself. And I started to realize that I'm strong, not because I've like set up these walls, but I'm strong because like, I'm choosing to be honest and I'm choosing to like be vulnerable. I I don't really know, but like through me practicing that, like I was happier than I've ever been in my life instead of like trying to create this fantasy of like what I thought, what being strong and happy meant. But when I started like actually being honest and being open and vulnerable about like who I am and my relationship started to increase and with my friends and with my family and with like relationships. Um, and I, the biggest thing was that like, that I learned to like be like confident and maybe for you, you'd see grounded was where I truly learned to love myself and to be patient with myself and understand that life isn't perfect, but and it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be hurt. It's it's okay to feel emotions, but if you just take a second and you're just like, just to be like, love yourself nonetheless, and just be patient with yourself. That's where that's, that's the biggest thing I learned about myself was, was that I can be and realize that like, I can still be strong. Um, even when I'm open and I'm vulnerable and I'm, as long as I'm honest, because if I'm, cause then, yeah, that's where I started to learn that I being honest with myself was more valuable than putting up all these walls. And so I feel like that's kind of where things started. And I remember like after I had that meeting with my bishop two weeks later, um, I, my brother passed away and that was like the first time I felt like like I was alone and cause I'm in Utah, my family's in Arizona, but like that was the first time I felt like, like shattered. And that really, really gave me the opportunity to be like, I like, I can't hide this one in. Like I can't, I can't keep this one in. Like I've actually like got to talk to other people about it. And that was, I felt like my breaking point. And then from that moment, like on, that's where I chose to like like through that journey, I went through a lot of really hard stuff, but like 
I really, really learned to like be patient and to just love myself like through the whole process. And it was such a beautiful experience that like, I would say that's kind of like how um, I've got to where I am today. But besides that, like I've, I've had to realize that I've got to balance some things in my life. And the three things that I've noticed if I have to balance is like for me personally, like Brooklyn, Leone, everybody's different. But for me, like I've noticed that like in order for me to like be happy and just keep pushing forward has been, I'm like, Hey Brooke, like this is, this is so silly. And we hear this all the time, but it's like, but for me, like I know personally for myself is, is like, Brooke, have you been sleeping lately? Like have, how many hours have you been sleeping? Like, are you exercising? How are you doing spiritually? Like I have to do these like personal check-ins. And so anytime that I'm starting to like lack in life, I have to do where I'm like, am I sleeping? Am I eating right? Like, how do I feel on the inside? And um like what are like and exercising makes me like I feel like so like pumped and especially when I get a really good workout in I feel like that's where um I don't know I just feel like I can do anything for the rest of the day and so for me like how I try and schedule out my day is I'll go to the gym in the morning come home do my personal studies and then um I'll try to eat good I guess throughout the day and for me, I'll leave a party at 10 o'clock just to go to bed. Like, so, and that's, that's any time in the week I'm a grandma. And so, um, anyway, that's, I don't know. I'd probably say that that's like, that's probably been my personal journey as to like kind of get to where I am today. And honestly, like I've gone through a lot of ebbs and flows, like where I have high moments where I've had low moments, like since like that whole self-recognition and whatever, but like, um, I think having that continual, like personal check-in is where, um, I start to rebalance things and I'm able to like gain that confidence back. And, but I think it all started with me being open and honest. Cause that's where I started to be honest with myself and have like, like I started to like, listen to myself. It's, it's so interesting, but those, that was the breaking point though was when I decided to be honest and vulnerable, not just with myself, but with others. Yeah. Thank you for, I mean, thank you first of all, for being so vulnerable. I think when we're vulnerable, it allows other people, not, not that I'm the most vulnerable person in the world. My, my circle of people that know me is actually fairly, fairly small. They really know me, but you said something really interesting about getting to know yourself. I think like each of us, you know, you and I both happen to be of the same faith and like we've learned about the spirit for so long in our lives, but it's just up until recently that I learned it's like our superpower. Like the spirit really is this, this superpower that leads and guides and directs our lives. And I actually have, I've been, I've been through a lot of really hard things too in my life. And it's caused me to be alone a lot of times. And what it's also done though, is it's given me that, it's given me that groundedness. It's given me that connection with the spirit to be able to be guided in each moment. And I was thinking about it the other day about some of the opportunities I've missed in my past. And I was kind of getting frustrated about it. I was really frustrated about it, actually. But then I remembered, it's like, 
well, if I hadn't been through those things, if I hadn't spent that much alone time, I, I wouldn't have that groundedness. I wouldn't have that connection. And when every, when everything else out in the world is going crazy, I wouldn't know where to turn. And so it's interesting because on one hand, like, you know, the, the things that, pe- that you've been through have been super hard. And, you know, the things that I've been through have been super hard. But funny enough, I wouldn't trade them. I, I honestly would not trade them. Sometimes I think I would. But like trading them for what I've gained from those experiences, I wouldn't. You know, and there, and there does come a power from, you know, being vulnerable. And also knowing who to be vulnerable with, I think like, you know, some people aren't going to be so kind to your feelings and so kind to some of the things that people have been through. And so I think it's definitely, you know, moments that we do that, but you know, there, there really does, there comes a, there comes a power through realizing that we have that connection with our inner self. And then especially when we follow it, like I happen to read, uh, there's a scripture it's John 17, 13, but it's basically says, you know, ha- happy, like if you know the commandments, keep them. <laughs> like, I think that's so true. Like when we live what we know, when we live, when we live according to our truth, to the best of our ability, I think we're a lot happier, you know? And so many people are out there just, have you ever seen the movie The Bluebird? It's like a super, super, it's like a super, super old movie with Shirley Temple. But people can find like they can find it on YouTube. And it's this little girl that's kind of she's just upset that you know her life isn't what she wants it to be. And she's probably, I don't know, eight or ten or whatever you know, that age is. And and so she goes on this search for this bluebird. And she keeps looking and looking and looking for it. And I mean, I don't, I don't want to entirely ruin it for people, but she basically realizes that you know, happiness was right where she was all along. And it's almost like, it, it's like the uh, deeper we go into ourselves, like there's that story of acres of diamonds where this guy sells his land to go find diamonds. And then somebody found the biggest diamond mine ever on his property. And so I think happiness isn't out there. It's more of a, it's more of like a drilling experience. That's not the word I'm looking for, but it's more of a, like drilling down into ourselves and seeing who we really are. And so many people don't want to answer those questions. Like they don't want to answer the questions of who am I? Like I I happened to sit this morning with a, a new client and she happened to just share with me how like anything was work. Like just, you know, talking, like figuring stuff out was work, planning, like planning trips was work, anything was work. And I was like, that's a really interesting way to look at it. But especially when it comes to like, have you sat down and figured out what you want? No, that's work. (laughs) You know, it's like, we don't take the time to do the deep inner work. And we keep looking everywhere else for answers, not knowing like they're here the entire time. It's like, there's actually a, there's a really cool story. I honestly can't remember if I quoted this last week too, but it says in ancient times, this is an old Sioux legend. The creator wanted to hide something from the humans until they were ready to see it. 
He gathered all the other creatures of creation to ask for their advice. The eagle said, give it to me, and I will take it to the highest mountain in all the land. But the creator said, no, one day they will conquer the mountain and find it. The salmon said, leave it with me, and I will hide it at the very bottom of the ocean. But the creator said, no, for humans are explorers at heart, and one day they will go there too. And the buffalo said, I will take it and bury it in the very heart of the great plains. But the creator said, no, for one day, even the skin of the earth will be ripped open and they will find it there. The creatures of creation were stumped, but then an old blind mole spoke up. Why don't you put it inside them? That's the very last place they'll look. The creator said it is done. And I think it's interesting that, you know, everything that God does for us really tries to take us back deeper and deeper into ourselves. You know, and then the adversary comes in and just tries to mess with us and say, oh, no, you have to have this to be happy. You have to have this to be happy. Like there was a book that I read. It was called Story Wars. And the only thing I remember from it, this was years ago, was that inferior marketing was created. I believe it was by like the nephew of Sigmund Freud or something. And their whole premise was, you know, there was a time when people would buy cars and then the next year they wouldn't need another one because they had a car. So what did they do? And made the tiniest of tweaks. You tweak the taillights, you tweak the headlights, and you put like one single other contour in the car. So people know that it's different. And then they're like, oh, you have last year's model. And the only person that makes any money in this is the marketers and the people selling the products. But none of that makes us happy. It's like everybody's house is full of stuff that they don't even want because they thought it would make them happy. I, I remember one time we, we actually, we bought this, like, you know, one of those like trampoline exercises because this guy came in, he was totally jacked. And this was years ago at a time that I didn't really work out. I hadn't met my roommate that taught me how to work out. And so I was like, oh, cool. If I could be jacked like that, working out 10 minutes a day, I'll do it. We spent like $500 on this crappy trampoline, right? All for the intent of thinking that jumping on this trampoline was going to get me into awesome shape. <laughs> but we do that. It's like, oh, that must be the answer. It's not actually learn how to work out and work out over time as I've done for the last like 10 years or so now. It was, oh, I can get on a magic trampoline and I can look like that. And people are willing to sell us whatever we're willing to buy. You know, it's like, but if people just understood, no matter where they're at, no matter what gifts they've been given in their life, they can be happy where they stand. You know, and what, do you, what do you think about all this? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, I don't know, a lot of good insight. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I feel like sometimes we do like put certain things in our lives that probably distract us for sure. Some like from getting to like where we actually want to go. Like for you, you bought this trampoline with intentions to be a certain way and where that could have actually been a distraction where the real results would have came from like going to the gym and like lifting weights or, or I don't exactly know how that guy looked, but I'm assuming. Mm -hmm that there 
may have required some lifting. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I think that like different distractions in our life that like are not usually, or, um, we can be given like certain tools in our lives or certain things in our lives that we don't either, um, I guess use for, I guess, growing purposes or that are, can, or can be distractions. I mean, social media, it can be like, it can be a really good tool to like help us progress or to help others. Or just like, I mean, you can bear your testimony on a story or on a post or whatever, and it might be exactly what somebody needs to hear. But then there's also the, I feel like everybody's at fault to this, but like where you're just scrolling on Instagram, looking at puppies or babies. That's what I look at all the time or makeup or fashion. Like, I feel like that's what's usually in my feed. But I think that, um, I don't know, it's searching out what the right tools are in our lives or what we can, how we can um, make time for the things that um, can be helpful to help us become um, who God wants us to be. And for us to really, um, it also gives us the opportunity to kind of reevaluate ourselves and be like, what things do I need and how can I get there? Just finding out what the right tools are to like get there. Um, we can be successful, like spiritually, emotionally, physically in our career. If we just figure out, okay, like, like for instance, in a career sense, you could be like, Hey, what makes me happy? Is it time? Is it, I don't know, being successful? Like, do you want to be the CEO of some company? Like, can I invent things? Like, it just depends on like what you want. But if you just, and we we're so blessed, we've got Google and YouTube, literally we can learn anything. Like, and so I don't know, just making sure that we don't limit ourselves to just like one thing, like a trampoline or I don't know. <laughs> she okay. still thinks that's hilarious. I, I saw <laughs> it, you, how hard you were laughing when I said that. Well, I love what you said about the trampoline, to be honest. Like, I love how you said that was just a distraction, you know, and how often we look at things like that, that seems so absurd now. I mean, like I've, you know, worked out now for like 10 years and like, you know, and in in pretty good shape. But I mean, the absurdity of that now is like, why, wait, 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 why in the world would I think jumping on a trampoline would make me look like that? Oh, because he told me he would. And he wouldn't lie. I mean, he's a good person, right? Of course, he only works out 10 minutes a day jumping on his trampoline, doing all of his exercises. Mm -hmm. But but it is, it's so true that we get put in these distractions and it's like, oh, that didn't work. We we also have to know who to trust. And, And getting the right tools from the people that have been there and done that that we can also tell our good people, which say some people are pretty good. uh, Some people are pretty good at lying, especially these days. But of how often we look for that shortcut instead of, oh, cool. I'd love to look like that. Let me go, let me go research the proper way to look like that. (laughs) Instead of, you know, instead of jumping on a trampoline to success. And we don't realize that a lot of things, they do take work. And you know, there's like those ads sometimes that pop up on, on social media for like diet pills and stuff for whatever reason, like there's been one that's popped up continuously. So I actually tried those about the same time as I tried the trampoline. And all they do is they keep you awake 
they have like they're loaded with caffeine they keep you awake all night and it's a pretty miserable experience and they don't work <laughs> and it's so funny because you get on and they say approved by experts and you got some doctors standing there that probably had the doctor costume bought at the halloween store or something and but of how really all these things do is they get us off our path. I believe that Heavenly Father has the most amazing path kind of sort of planned out for us. But it's like Disneyland. It's not like, oh, you want me to do that? But it's like Disneyland. He's like, hey, like he says, you know, if you love me, keep my commandments. Well, the reason he loves us is because he gives us commandments, which is simply a command to go do something. And he's like, hey, go do this. Go do this. You know, it's like a supervisor that just stands there and says, hey, go put this beam here. Go put this screw there. Go put this other thing here. And after a while, you look up and he's like, awesome. You built yourself a roller coaster. Go play. Like he's trying to do that with us. But so often, like because things don't look right in our mind, it's like that, that won't lead me there. That path won't lead me to that place. We just don't do it. It's kind of like. I know people that won't be able to see this, but for whatever, I've never used this on a, a podcast, but there's a, if you've seen the movie Emperor's New Groove, it's kind of like that map. And for those that are listening on the podcast, it's the point at the end where they both get to the castle at the same time. And in Kronk and Yzma, they ask him, how did you guys beat us here? And he pulls out this map that has Kronk and Yzma going into the bottom of a river <laughs> and the Cusco and the other guy you know, going, you know, all the way to the top. But I think that's a great representation sometimes how the spirit works with each of us. You know, it, it takes us down there because, oh, by the way, I've got this really cool, super fast submarine down there. You just got to trust me. And it's like, we have to understand, you know, the adversary seeks to deceive each of us and don't do things unless we feel peace and joy and that the spirit's leading us that direction. But yeah, a lot of times things are a giant distraction. I like this picture. Um, a lot of things are distractions for each of us, but we have to know who we can trust and we can always trust the spirit but we, because the adversary can't leave us feeling peace and joy. You know, have you had an experience where you kind of just didn't think whatsoever it would lead you somewhere and it did just because you followed it? Um. That's a good question. Um, um, yeah, I remember when I came to Utah, I had orientation uh, for the U. Um, I had already applied and I was already ready to like go to the U. Um, I think it was like August 2nd and class started next week. So I was part of the last group to for it was the last orientation um, until school started. And I remember I went to this orientation um, with my boyfriend from Arizona. He helped me like move up to go to this orientation. And I remember sitting there and feeling like this isn't the university I'm supposed to go to. And I remember I was like freaking out and I like called my mom and I was like, mom, like, so it was like towards the end of like the orientation, but I like called my mom and I'm like, mom, like, I feel feel like I'm not actually supposed to go to this university and I don't know what to do. And I'm really scared because I just moved up to Utah. And my mom was like, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be okay. Um, and we'll, we'll figure out what to do. 
this semester, let's just plan on you working and I don't know, we'll we'll figure things out. So anyway, I remember throughout like that semester, um, I don't know, I, I just experienced a lot of different things and I got to get to know, I have an aunt and uncle that lived up in Utah at the time and I was staying with them and I got to get to know them a lot better, which was great. And I just got to get to know myself a little better. And I, I think what was really helpful was like more so that relationship, just because like they, now they're such a huge part of my life. Like my aunt and my uncle are such a huge part of my life. Um, and for me, it was such a blessing. And then I ended up figuring out throughout that semester that I was going to go to Utah state after visiting all the different universities around, um, Utah. I, I felt like going to Utah state was right. And so for me, that was where I took a leap of faith and I came to, um, Utah expecting to go to the U and then throughout orientation feeling like it wasn't the right choice and me having to follow the spirit, um, to be like, okay, well, we're going to find an alternative route and we've got other things in store for you. Um, and it's not here. So that was really scary just because I, that was my plan. I had, I had the whole plan, what I was going to do, where I was going to live. And so having to just recreate that plan all over again, was really scary. Wow. That's, that's so cool. Like, I mean, looking back now, like what, I mean, if, if you're willing to share, and I know some of these questions might be putting you on this spot, but uh, if, if you're willing to share, did you ever find out why you felt it was more important to go to Utah state and why that was the place for you? Um, I, why I went to Utah state is probably, probably the relationships that I created and just the people that I met and the university, it was, it was such a great experience that I would, I would say it's probably to meet the people that I know today that have been like such a huge part of my life and have helped shape like, and has like helped me get to kind of where I am today. I'd say, um, it, yeah, I, I don't know there. I don't know what other, or what life would have been like without if I went to the U instead of Utah state, I don't know what my life would have been like, but I, I'm so happy I went to Utah state. I don't know. It was, it was very different experience in Logan compared to Salt Lake. Logan has so much more snow and me coming from Arizona. I, I didn't even know that much snow existed. And then I went to Utah state and I remember walking outside my door and I had steps to go up to my door when I was in Logan, I opened up the door and it was like, like, I don't know, like six inches, like on the first step where I had to like shove the door open. And I'm just like, and then like, I don't know. There's so like, I don't know, maybe five feet of snow. I was just like, but I've never seen that in my life. I didn't even know that was real. And so anyway, that was an experience, (laughs) but like, I don't know. So honestly, like, I don't really know, but I just know that I really value the relationships and um, the experience I had there. And I, I value the friendships I created and yeah. And just the relationships I had. No, I, I love the way you answered that question because sometimes people instantly say, Oh yeah, totally. I met this person. I met my spouse or, you know, insert whatever thing happened there. But I think a lot of times like our life, you know, cause our life is still playing out. We don't know the answers to everything and we won't like we, we oftentimes won't know the answers in this life. 
there's a cool, there's a cool analogy. I think it's in the book, the art of motorcycle maintenance by the guy that wrote that book, whatever his name is, or the Zen of the Zen or art or anyways, um, where he says life is like every one of us is walking through life backwards. So every step that I take more opens up to me, but I still can't see the entire picture in front of me. And, and I guess, you know, even thinking about that analogy a little bit deeper, we have the guide, you know, we have the guidance of the spirit, which I mean, moving university on the week of, I think there's a lot of people that might've had similar experiences and just stuck with it anyways. I mean, you know, the level of belief that you've got to have in that to say, oh, wow, this is really what I have to do. That, that's really impressive. You know, to be able to have that and to be able to have such a supportive mom, that's not like, what? Are you kidding me? Because some people will do that. Like we go, to, we go to people that we support and it's like, hey, I really feel I need to do this. And they're like, are you an idiot? What are you thinking? You know, and I think sometimes, you know, it's wonderful you had a supportive mom, but plenty of people don't have those supportive people in their lives. And we just can, and we can always trust the spirit. We can always trust that, that still small voice inside of each of us, because it will never lead us astray. Even sometimes when it doesn't make other people terribly happy. I mean, and like, that's super cool that you've been able to follow that, you know, in your life. I mean. So I'll, we're, you know, we're getting towards the end here, but I want to ask you a question about you know, what's, what's been the hardest thing for you about finding happiness and what have you done to get that? And I know we, we did a, a little, we talked a little bit about happiness earlier, but like specifically, what's something really hard that you've gone through that, and how have you found your way through it? Because there's a lot of people struggling out there right now with very specific situations and not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel? Um, I would say that my answer would still be like, um, kind of like being in that meeting with my bishop where he told me to be honest and vulnerable and then how it just like created an, a place for me um, as I went through um, certain things in my life, like after to um to just i don't know just progress and just feel probably feel more grounded um but i think that being honest and vulnerable was probably like has really helped my life and it's definitely shaped my life so what would you say to somebody that's having a hard time being honest and vulnerable in their lives right now um I don't know. You just have to do it. Like it's, it's hard. Like I grew up my whole life, not doing it, but as, and just like anything in the whole world, that first step is always the hardest. And, um, and just getting it started, getting it rolling, trusting yourself, um, that you can do it is always the hardest step. So it's just, you just got to do it. You got to tell yourself that you can, and you've got to pep yourself up and tell yourself that you can do it. Cause as like the reward is 10 times better. Um, like I said, I've never been more confident in my life. I've never been so happy, even though, like I mentioned when I was in high school, nobody had any idea about like what my life was like. And I got voted the most outgoing girl in school, but like, that's because people didn't know who I was. And, but I felt 
like my true self. And even, and I felt like, I don't know, I felt, I've never felt, felt more grounded or more happy until I decided to be honest and vulnerable with myself and with others. And so that was, um, I would say just doing it and it's the hardest thing, but the reward is like 10 times better. Thank you. Yeah. It reminds me of like a little kid learning to walk. You know, we, if the little kid never takes the step where he stumbles and falls on his head, like, then he never gets there. And, you know, they're just trusting those tiny, tiny little steps. Like I've, I've gained a, a great fondness for the scripture by small and simple things or great things brought to pass because I've seen that's how, that's how almost everything is done. We just take that tiny step and it grows into another thing and another thing and another thing and another thing. So, well, if you want to, let me, t- let me take a moment and I'll let, you, I'll let you tell people how they, can, how they can get in touch with you if you'd like to do that. And because, you know, she's an interior designer and, and uh, so tell people how they can connect with you and then we'll, uh, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah. So if anyone wants to, I guess, connect with me, you can just slide into my personal profile, which, or my design profile, which is Brooke Leon design, or you can reach me at Brooke.Leon at Instagram on Instagram. So yeah. Oh, any last words? Um, I don't know. I think just be strong and be confident in yourself that you can do hard things. Um, and I don't know. Things are, I don't know. Just keep working hard. And it'll be all worth it. I love it. Well, well thank you so much for, for joining us today, Brooke. And, and thank you everyone else for listening as well. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here. But that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on. And you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and and just kind of the stuff going on in your world. Then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.